Hey all, it is just a couple of days before Christmas if you celebrate that. If not, it's the holiday season in general, right? So things just feel generally crazy except for at my co-working space where nobody is here. <laughs> it's just a couple of us. But I am wrapping up this week and heading into the holidays myself, looking forward to a breather next week. It's the first time I've actually taken a week off in a while. So there will be a podcast coming at you next week, which is a retrospective of our top 10 episodes from the year. So in case you missed any of those top 10, in case you listened to the little um, blip that will be from each episode and you're like, oh my God, I want to listen to that episode again. You're going to have a chance to really catch up and um, re, you know, establish anything that you forgot in any of the episodes that you lost, uh, that your brain lost. (laughs) Sorry, my brain's not working so great right now because I'm ready for the end of the week myself. But yeah, anyway, so that will be coming next week. So certainly stay tuned for that, that you can listen to, you know, in between hanging with your fam and your friends and maybe hopefully laying around. I hope that for all of you that you get some real downtime. It is the time of the year where we should just naturally be doing that, right? I was talking to a friend about that of this feeling of not getting, you know, anything done right now. And it's like, well, for eons, we didn't get anything done at the end of December because it was cold and we had harvested and we were, you know, not doing much. And so that's kind of what our bodies want to do. And that is good for our hormone health too. So speaking of hormone health, I did want to just let you know, I have, um, set a new webinar for the new year. I'm not going to be doing a lot of webinars next year, but I did want to get one in at the beginning of the year because there's just been so many different things coming up for clients and friends around menstrual issues, right? And the reality is though, of course, there's specific things that you need to do. Say if you have PCOS versus say if you have um, just PMS or, um, I don't want to say just PMS, but if you have PMS or heavy bleeding, etc. in reality, there are the same underlying factors for any hormonal imbalance, right? And that's what we need to come back to again and again, before we go off trying to do crazy things. And, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love trying all of the new things that are coming out and, you know, making my health better. I don't want to call it biohacking because I have a little bit of a problem with that word, but you know, it's fun too. But the reality is those things don't really get us where we need to go without establishing the foundations and, you know, can make things worse actually, if we don't have those foundations really set and in sync. And so I just want to go back over that, go back over those foundations, go back to what underlies every hormonal condition. So I'm going to teach you about the five keys to making your menstrual cycle flow in 2023 on January 3rd at 12 PM. If you head over to my website, christinegarvin.com, you can grab a free spot there. It does have a limit on the amount of people that can be in the workshop, even though it is free. So if you know that you need some help in 2023, go grab a spot ASAP. You don't have to think about it for the next week and a half. And then you will be reminded about it on January 2nd and we shall meet 
there on January 3rd. Um, what else? I do want to just remind you that Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint is happening starting that second week of January, and we are going to be launching the program that first week of January. So if you haven't been tuned in about that, or you have been tuned in and you want to learn more, you're going to learn a ton that launch week. So um, stay tuned. It's going to be lots of fun. We're doing um, some fun IG lives with some of the guest speakers, and we're going to be doing lots of other just like cool little things throughout the week. So stay tuned for all of that. And then of course, lots of new episodes for the podcast in the new year. So I just want to wish you the very best. I want to thank you once again for being here with me this year. And I hope that you have learned a ton as I have. I'm going to go back and listen to some of these episodes from the year because I realized that I don't even remember all the great information that came through, but when I sit back sometimes and think about this podcast, it's, it's almost like going to a university and majoring in hormones, right? The amount of information that you get is everything you really need to know about hormones. If you're able to kind of, you know, hunker down and really take in that information. So of course, that's why I created Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint, because you can't remember everything that you listen to on the podcast, right? And so I really focus on those specifics that you need to know in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. And it's a way to get it into your system, not just through audio, but through video and through written form. And then of course, group support and live sessions to dive deeper into each of the areas that surround our hormone health. And I'm, I love putting on this program. And so I cannot wait for this next section of it. So many good things are a part of it, including some energy healing options, which is new this year. So anyways, I've said enough for now. I hope that you have a great holiday season and I will be back at you in that first week of January. Enjoy today's episode all about getting your home healthy with Ashley Spanovich. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. We are rounding out the year with a really fun episode because this is something that unfortunately well, unfortunately, this is happening for more people is that they are dealing with what we'll call unhealthy homes and things coming up in their home that they realize aren't really good for them. So maybe they have to do things like remediate the home or maybe they have to move into a brand new home and you have no idea actually how to make a healthy home because we weren't really 
taught that at all, right? And as we talk about with hormones, it's not just the food that you eat. It's not just the products that you use, but it's most certainly the home environment, right? And all the chemicals that can impact our hormones that we are sort of breathing in and dealing with on a daily basis in our home. So that's why I'm so excited to speak with today's guest, Ashley Spanovich, who is the founder of Awakening Spaces, which is a consulting firm that supports health conscious individuals and those who have been impacted by mold, chemicals, and EMFs to create safe, nurturing spaces. Whether you're renovating, building new, or looking to improve your existing space, they are there to help you navigate the massive project you're taking on by looking at your environment holistically and outlining the steps that you need to take so that you can feel confident that your home is supporting your health and you can get back to your life. Welcome, Ashley. Hi, thanks for having me on. This is such important work, you know, because I, as I mentioned to you when we were talking beforehand that I'm seeing things like mold, you know, come up in my practice a lot these days. And, you know, most people don't, aren't even aware. Maybe they're aware that mold's not a good thing, but they have no idea that their house might have mold in it, you know, and that, and that they're trying all these other things and they're not getting better. And then, you know, the EMFs too, that's a whole other thing that, you know, so many women struggle with sleep in particular, and they wonder why. I mean, there can be lots of reasons, but the EMFs definitely can add to that. And so there's just a whole, with our current way of living, there's a whole new way that we have to approach being in our homes, right? So so let's talk a little bit about some of the big things that people need to be concerned with when trying to make their home healthy. Yeah. So first I want to share too, that you're totally right with, you know, I don't think a lot of people have the awareness of the home and how it impacts the health. I can tell you from my personal experience, I lived in moldy homes all through college and Mm -hmm. I was, what was important to me then was uh, being with my friends, having fun, you know, cheap rent. I remember my mom coming in to move me into my first house I lived in. And she was like, it smells like mold in here. Mm. And she was very concerned. And I was like, what are you talking about? No big deal. You know, and she's like, well, that'll make you sick. And mm-hmm. behold, mm. I was sick. I was, um, I had a lot of like the allergy type symptoms that you yep. get from mold, but I was like, I'm fine. You know, probably was drinking too much or stayed yep. out too late or <laughs> whatever. Yep. And yeah, so it wasn't until after college that I really started putting those pieces together mm-hmm. and recognizing the impact that it had on my health. But some of the biggest things um, that I've learned are you know, chemicals can impact our health and really disrupt our hormones. Mm-hmm. And Um, mold is actually a huge problem and it can colony in our bodies and it can, you know, it can build up over time if we're not doing stuff to actively detox and support our body from it. Mm -hmm. And something I learned on my journey, which at first, when I, when I began all this, um, was electromagnetic radiation. Mm -hmm. And so that's what is EMFs is Mm -hmm. electromagnetic fields. And that's another thing that I realized farther along my journey. It took me a lot longer to really understand that one and really, yeah. um, I don't know, cope with the the fact that that could actually be impacting my health. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I think that one for people is a lot more vague than something like yeah. mold you can see yep. um, or something like chemicals off gassing, which you can kind of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, 
I didn't realize all this until after college. I had been healthy all through college. I got out of college. I had horrible brain fog. I had mm. chronic fatigue. I had memory loss. That was really, really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be standing in front of somebody who I knew and knew their name and could not remember their name. And it was horrifying. I thought yeah. I had early onset dementia. And, um, and so that's what really started leading me into how to live a healthier life and really taking control of that. Mm-hmm. And I started doing all these different diets. I was vegan. I tried them all. Mm-hmm. I feel like we were on the exact same trajectory. Like I lived in Molden College. After I college, like I had my first health crisis and then I went down that path too. So I love it. Keep going. You know, and it's so much more like, we'll get to that, but like you, you realize, you know, there's so many things and you start to dip your toes in, in that world of health and try all these diets and Mm -hmm. do all these things. And you start to feel a little bit better, but there was just something that wasn't right. It was, it was off. I could not figure out my brain fog. I could not mm-hmm. figure out my memory issues. And it was really, really scary. And I had a lot of really terrifying thoughts, like very intrusive mm-hmm. thoughts. And it felt like my mind was going, um, but I also had horrible stomach issues. Um, always digestive upset, you know, didn't matter what diet I was doing or, you know, how good I looked on the exterior. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, you're so healthy. What you look great. About? Yeah. You look great. And I'm like, I don't feel good. Yeah. So I started, um, I was working as a licensed interior designer in architecture firms in the commercial world. And simultaneously I was going through this health journey thinking I'd leave and become a health coach and mm-hmm. quit all this. And then I found a, uh, functional practitioner who said, Hey, let's test you for mycotoxins. Mm. And I had no concept of what that was. Um, and so lo and behold, we test for mycotoxin. Turns out I was high in, you know, a couple of different types. And she sort of opened up this can of worms of mold yeah. in our environment. And yep. this for me was a huge shock because I spent all day, every day creating environments. Right. I, I, I was a licensed interior designer. Right. I, You're like, I, I know this stuff. <laughs> like, I just thought, how could this be? And I just remember the gut wrenching feeling of like, okay, what now? And yeah. who do I call? And what does this mean? And then it's just like a domino effect of, well, what about all these other spaces I'm designing? And you know, in addition to the mycotoxins, we also found high levels of different chemicals in my body that are, you know, create, you know, wreaking havoc on my hormones. And, mm-hmm. um, and then at the same time she goes, and oh, by the way, you should also avoid your computer because you, you gotta, you gotta avoid EMFs. Oh and no. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. You're like, do you live now in this century? Yeah. Like, uh, that's impossible. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm getting dropped all this information as many people are who, yeah. who's this journey yep. and yep. it's just so overwhelming mm-hmm. and it's financially it, it's such a burden yep. and it's, it's really emotional and, uh, it's just, there's so many components to it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that all kind of led me to getting into building biology and um, learning and understanding our environment more and really what are the bigger things that are creating ill health within our Mm. environment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was stressful at first, but then it became empowering because Mm. it was like, 
you know, there's so many things out there that we cannot control, but what we do have ability to control is our homes. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to choose the food we put in our body. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to choose what we bring into our homes. Mm-hmm. And if we're renovating or remodeling, we have the ability to choose what building materials we're going to mm-hmm. use. And that, mm-hmm. that is really empowering if you know the right things to do. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, So that really kind of led me to, you know, once I knew this information, it was like, I couldn't go back. I I just couldn't continue doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just started awakening spaces um, on a whim, kind of just saying, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to educate on this. I want to continue working about this. I want to help people, you know, where I'm at right now and the knowledge I have, I want to help as many people as I can. And I want to continue getting more and gaining more knowledge on what really is the root cause? And, and so that's kind of led me into the building science world and mm. you know, passive house and all these other, all these things. I mean, you could spend <laughs> things I've never even heard of. <laughs> we, could, we could spend so long talking about all the different like um, niches out there, people who are really focused on the environment and wanting mm-hmm. to make it a comfortable place for people building durable homes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, all of this has led me to really trying to support people along that journey of, you know, starting over and building new and how can we do it better? Um, yeah. And, you know, do it for our children, do it for our families. hundred percent. So where do you tend to begin with people? We you know what is kind of the most sort of important because Obviously we have, you know, you brought up the financial aspects of getting healthy. And I know that just in the functional nutrition world that I work in, you know, and so of course, when we're talking about homes and everything, you know, sometimes people are like, okay, I can do this one thing to my home or my new home, you know, what is kind of the most important and then walk us out from there. Yeah. I think that it really depends on the person mm. um, because a lot of people are coming to me at different stages of mm-hmm. their life and yeah. where they are. Yeah. Some people are coming to me, they have, um, you know, mast cell activation, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, and mold is top priority. Number one, yeah. you know, that is the main focus. Yeah. Um, you know, but other people are coming and they're just really health conscious and mm-hmm. they want to just build healthier homes and use healthier materials. And, you know, so it really depends, um, on the person mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as what is the most important thing to them. So it's very unique. And I like to try to understand where people are coming from mm-hmm. and then use that as information to know how to move forward. Um, the other big thing I like to focus on or share with people and educate people on at the beginning is just knowing that our homes are only one piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a healthy environment is very important, but also, you know, cleaning up your environment and doing all these things alone isn't going to be the key um, to your optimal health. You mm-hmm. know, I, I found along this journey that, you know, eating the right food, moving, moving your body, getting outside and working on emotional yeah. and nervous system, that aspect yeah. is huge. And yeah. I like to encourage people to do that at the very beginning mm. because that, that supports you throughout the whole process. Building and renovating is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> you have all of your belongings is stressful. Right, right. But if you can do some things alongside that to make sure that you're supporting your nervous system yeah. and your 
emotions and your mental health and wellness throughout that process, then it's going to be a lot easier. And I think you're going to end up being a lot more successful because I think that if we don't feel safe in our body, we may never feel safe in our home. So I like to really push that one at the beginning. Okay. I just have to say, I love that. I think that's amazing because I talk about all the time with my clients and on the podcast foundations of health, right? Like eat, sleep, get outside, move your body, hydrate. You know, it's like we so often when we want this magic pill and it's like, it comes back to those things again and again and again, if you don't have those dialed in, then nothing else is really going to work for you, you know, and, and you can make things worse by trying to do all these other things. And like you just talked about your nervous system, I mean, so much in our, especially when it comes to hormones in our culture, the stress that we are under impacts our hormones so much. So when you're talking about, like you said, I mean, I think they talk about moving being like one of the top stressors of the lifetime, right? You know, like even if it's a happy thing that you're doing, it's still so much, right? And for most people, it's months and months and months and sometimes maybe years in the process. So I think that that is incredible that you focus on those foundations as a first starting point and kind of keep people coming back to that because I feel like I'm doing that all the time in my practice too. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. And you know, our homes are equally important. I don't mean to dismiss that. I think the home isn't as important as all these other things, but mm-hmm. it's all equally important. Mm-hmm. So it's just a good reminder. And it can be really easy to hear from a practitioner that there's mold in your home and it's making you sick. And then you get so fixated on it's my home. It's my home. It's my home. Mm-hmm. It's my home. Mm-hmm. You tell yourself this story. I'm not safe in my home. I'm not safe in my home. Mm-hmm. And it's just, um, it just can be really challenging because yeah you know, even with, we, uh, even when we do all the right things, there's still people who just don't feel safe, even moving yeah. into that place because you've written that story right. into, into the tissues of your body. So that's really, really important going into healthy home. And, you know, then it's really important to, if you are going to buy a new home or you're looking to move, or maybe you want to just evaluate your current home and say, oh, what, you know, do I have anything that might be Uh, a flag or something to Mm -hmm. look into, um, then that's where we can kind of come in and say, okay, well, if we're trying to find a home that has good bones, there's certain things we can look for to kind of identify whether or not this home is going to have a water issue, which is Mm -hmm. essentially a mold issue, Mm going to be, you know, have a chemical issue, or if there's going to be exposure to electromagnetic radiation. And so, um, yeah, that's, those are sort of, can we talk yeah. about those three? Because, you know, for people that don't really know much about any of those and how to look for those mm-hmm. um, and who they should be hiring to look for those kinds of things, you know, is, can we talk about each of those for, for the mold? You said mold. What was the second one? I forgot. Chemical. Chemical. Yeah. And then the EMFs. So, yeah, yeah I'd love to dive into that. So where to start? Because again, <laughs> <laughs> on, you know, depending on where you're at, let's say you're, you found out you have mold and in your home and you're now deciding to move into a new home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're looking for a new home, you want to make sure that it has the right inspection. So with mold, mm-hmm. mold is tricky. Mold can be, you know, people think of mold as 
something that happens in these older homes that just haven't been maintained. But the thing is, it can really happen in any home, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. new homes as well. You know, Mm -hmm. if you have plumbing in your built environment, then there's potential for a leak. And so you could have water damage Mm -hmm. and, you know, that stuff can happen behind your walls and you really don't know that it's there and everything can look beautiful. You know, I've had clients who've had these multi-million dollar homes that are gorgeous and Mm. they send me pictures of their home and I, you would never know. You would just, you're like, this is gorgeous. Right. And it can be in the HVAC system too, right? Like completely, you don't even see it. Nope. You don't smell it. Um, You know, visual inspection can take you so far, but, um, and that's where like the building science aspect comes in a little bit because, you know, without seeing the water damage, without smelling the water damage, you can, um, and something I'm trying to work on getting better at and, and noting is you can look at how things are built and say, okay, well, when it rains, for instance, where is the water draining? Mm. How is it out of the wall system? You know, this tells me that there's going to be a higher potential for water damage in the mm. walls, just the way things are put together. So mm-hmm. that's on the new build side. There are definitely things that you can do. And the way that you assemble the home is really, really important to making mm-hmm. sure the home can dry. Mm. So with mold, the biggest thing to know is just you want a dry home. And if you're looking for a new home, you know, you want to be looking at the foundation of the home, making sure water isn't getting near the foundation. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're not seeing any discoloration around the exterior of the home that may um, show or tell us that there's been water dropping there. If you could see a new home or even go outside in your current home and in the rain and notice where is the water Mm -hmm. going? Mm-hmm. Is it puddling in a certain area? Um, like for instance, at my house, I have a, a downspout that was supposed to go into another downspout and it was not all the way in the hole. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went out in the rain and I see that my gutter is just, it's just when it rains, it's just coming right down, right in my foundation. And it gets super wet in that area. Uh, yeah. Easy fix, but it's something to notice because after long-term exposure, you know, that that water uh, is going to be moving inward into your crawl space. Uh, Yeah. So, um, you know, so that's mold really um, with mold. You just want to make sure that your building is dry and there's a lot of different areas to look at in that case. But, um, and then with chemical, uh, you know, we have that new home smell, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your new home or, you know, maybe you're remodeling a room and you're painting. And mm-hmm. even though it says low VOC, you still notice that there's an odor, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things, um, have different chemicals in them that mm-hmm. we inhale through our lungs and they build up into our systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have SVOCs, which, are semi-volatile organic compounds. And those are, you know, those are things that come from like plasticizers and LVT or luxury vinyl tile or luxury vinyl plank. I think sometimes it's called flooring. Mm -hmm. Um, And as these materials start to break down a little bit, they degrade and these chemicals wind up in our Yeah. 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 So we're kind of getting exposed to chemicals in that way. Um, You know, we also have combustion appliances, gas appliances in our home that have carbon monoxide that if we're not venting our home or if we're, uh, you know, if we're not looking out for those, we could have backdrafts. If we don't have the proper ventilation and then makeup air, 
you know, we could be getting exposed to a lot of that too. Um, Oh my God. There's so many things to think about. I know. And (laughs) good. No, no, go ahead. And then I'll ask you. Yeah. Um, And then the the last one that we look at is electromagnetic radiation. Mm -hmm. So electromagnetic radiation comes from building wiring, uh, cell phone towers, computers, laptops, good old Wi Fi, uh, (laughs) and our cell phone and any electronic device that we have. And there's three different three main kind that we're looking at. Um, there's electric fields, there's magnetic fields, and there's radio frequencies. Uh, there's also dirty electricity that um, kind of, I, I haven't really dove as much into that one because there's still a lot of studies going on and it, it's a little trickier, mm. but there's things that we can do in our home to limit our exposure to that. Mm. And, you know, with the different types, there's sort of different symptoms that can happen. Mm. So with magnetic fields, for instance, these come from things that have like a motor or, uh, you know, our building wire or power lines, for instance, could mm-hmm. be the, if you have a big transmission power line in your backyard, like the big metal ones, mm-hmm. that you, mm-hmm. if you have those near your home, they can actually emit a magnetic field that can reach into your, into your home. Wow. And that can be associated with neurological disorders and all types of different things too. And then there's also, um, there's also studies done on childhood leukemia yeah. and, um, you know, it, it impacts your mitochondria and just sets off a whole host in range of yeah. issues. So yeah. the more that we can limit our exposure, the better. And again, if we have control or we're making changes in our home, it's a great place to start. But with that, I always say, don't worry about your home until you're, you know, making sure that your cell phone is, you're, you're reducing your use of your cell phone or turning it on airplane mode. Cause this is by far the number one exposure. And I mean, I tell people, you know, my clients all the time, it's like, we keep our phones near our beds most of the time, right? Like people maybe keep their phone on their bedside table and they're literally on it until they go to sleep and then they pick it up first thing in the morning. Right. And so it's like, it's constantly near our bodies, you know, and it's emitting that and it's, impacting our sleep too. You know, that's one of the first things I say to help your sleep is get your phone out of your room, get your computer out of your room at night. You know, if unplug the Wi-Fi, that's also a really, you know, good, easy thing to do, but it's hard to get people off of the phone thing, you know? And so it's like, at least if you are going to have it, like turn it on airplane mode when you're getting ready to go to sleep, like (laughs) bare minimum, you know? Yeah. Or, or try it for, you know, three, four days yeah. and see how you feel. If you notice a difference from doing yep. any of those things and, and, you know, you might notice a change. I actually have a colleague who's an electromagnetic radiation specialist and mm-hmm. her husband is a functional medicine doctor. And she, got, she became an EMRS because she, he told her she was having sleep issues and he said, mm-hmm. why don't you try, you know, the Wi-Fi, the phone mm-hmm. and the computer. And she did. And she actually noticed such a drastic improvement mm-hmm. that it went down the entire wormhole. And now <laughs> <laughs> this is what she does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Because it's especially women over 40 really start to struggle with their sleep, you know, and certainly that is hormonally based, but I believe that, you know, those changes in hormones, then the EMFs become even more potent in a lot of ways, right? Because you're already 
dealing with these fluctuations and then those come in and it just makes yeah a huge difference and and people you know don't think about up until 10 15 years ago we didn't constantly have our phones on us our you know laptops on us and like i mean it scares me sometimes one of my friends like she literally puts her phone like in her bra <laughs> please stop doing that you know and (laughs) people put them in their pockets you know and you're like you're getting that right up to very sensitive areas you know and so we just have to be super aware that you know these things and and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe the connection between EMFs and issues including cancer you know but there's actually lots of research out there, you know, there really is. And so it is a, I think an industry thing that is trying to keep up that idea that they're not harmful. Right. And, and reality is we're not going to be able to get away from them all. So we have to do what we can to protect ourselves and certainly getting it out of our room at night is one of the easiest places to be in. Exactly. And that's yeah. going back to, we can't control what's outside. So yeah. let's not worry about that. But what yeah. we can control is our home. And I'll also say the first place I tell everyone to start is inside the bedroom because mm-hmm. the bedroom is where you're going to sleep every single night. It's where your body is preparing. And so, you know, that is a great place to start to mm-hmm. just really start being coming aware of what's in your bedroom mm-hmm. and you know, how is my sleep and mm-hmm all those different things are yeah. going to really impact. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to go back. I want to talk a little bit more about chemicals and then come back to EMFs again in terms of specific things that you think are really helpful. So like when we're talking about chemicals and we're talking about, you know, even sort of the flooring and all of these things that can release chemicals, what are some of the, I guess, better choices, like maybe with the paint, flooring, all of that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I like to try to Mm -hmm. build as close to nature as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything that is a natural material, I am all for it. Mm -hmm. I will say that some natural materials do and can have an odor as well. So if someone's chemically sensitive, it's, you know, it's good to understand that just because it's natural doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be right for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, in terms of flooring, you know, solid, solid wood floor is really great and really beautiful, you know, Mm -hmm. tiles, natural stones, all those Mm -hmm. things be Mm -hmm. really great options. Um, But we're also looking at how these things are installed because oftentimes we have to use adhesives, mortar, grout, sealers, all those things. And Mm -hmm. those are what I find actually kind of, add up the most. Yeah, that makes sense. So I work with people to, you know, vet those products. I have a list of, you know, pre-vetted things that we use, but also if there's something that a contractor wants to use, or it's very strong, you know, (laughs) about using, I will also vet products to make sure there's different um, programs that I can use that help me understand what the chemicals are. And um, there's a website called Pharos that you can put in the chemical name and then it will show any studies that have been done in relation to that chemical in terms of, you know, aquatic yeah. toxicity, human health, endocrine, wow. things like that. What so was that, the name of that website? I'm going to write that down. Pharos, uh, P-H-A-R-O-S. Um, okay. it, you have to pay for it. It's a little pricey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it can be worth it. 
And then yeah. green, uh, green screen is another place where you can kind of go and try to understand what the score of different materials and chemicals are. So cool. that's, um, those are some things that you can use to try to, you know, vet these things, because I'm not a chemist. I don't right. know what these chemicals do. Um, and the other thing we don't think about often is how are these chemicals interacting together? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. studies done on how all these different things are right. reacting and come together. So right. we really try to use as natural material as, as possible. possible. So, and I think that's a really good point that I just kind of want to underline. You know, um, I don't know if you know who Laura Adler is. Um, yeah. Okay. So, you mm-hmm. know, she talks about how, you know, it, it, so many things are, they're, I don't want to say they're trying to get away with stuff, but like, they're like the, I forget what the the term is, but the, you know, the minimum or the maximum minimum, I guess, allowed, and that shouldn't be an issue, right, of a chemical. And it's like this low level has been shown to be safe, essentially, right? Oh. But what happens when a, that low level is consistent over a long period of time. And then you add that to like five other <laughs> low level chemicals, right? Exactly. We don't know that, like you said, that hasn't been studied. And so it only makes sense that, you know, our poor bodies <laughs> mm-hmm. are being bombarded with these chemicals all the time that yeah. is not going to be good over time. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I love Laura. She has so many great, you know, she's very science-based mm-hmm. and she has a really great course too. I think like talking toxins um, that I looked into doing at some point, just because she's got such an extensive knowledge. So that's yeah. another great resource for yes. chemicals. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Chemicals. She, she's got it down. <laughs> um, go ahead. Um, no, that's okay. I, okay. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. So, okay. That was a great place to start with um, the chemicals and, and things in your home. So let's talk about the EMFs. So beyond sort of what we talked about, moving things out of your room, turning off the Wi-Fi, I know a lot of people ask me, are there any good products that are going to help protect you from the Wi-Fi or protect you from, you know, all of it coming in? Yeah. So uh, I, you know, what we, what we want to do is Mm -hmm. we want to reduce our exposure mm-hmm. and we want to distance ourselves from the exposure and we want to hardwire in. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way I think about these devices is it's not getting to the root cause. So um, my mentor Orum used this analogy. I absolutely love it. I use it all the time now because it actually makes so much sense. He said, if a cigarette is burning in another room, are you going to put a bunch of air purifiers around you so that you don't have the smoke in your mm-hmm. face? Or are you going to go and find the cigarette and put it out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so with a lot of these devices, I feel like it's sort of, it's not getting to the root cause. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. a lot of them say that they actually, they, they don't remove the level of, you know, whatever the field is on mm-hmm. a meter, mm-hmm. but they positively influence the way mm-hmm. that your body feels. Right, right. Um, so I, I, when I was in the very beginning of my EMF journey of becoming an EMRS, I actually purchased a Somavedic, Somavedic. Mm-hmm. And um, at first, so I have kind of mixed feelings about this because at first I got it and I passed a parasite and I thought, oh my gosh, uh-huh. I'm having detox. Yeah. Re- And I did sleep really well, Um, but I've had it for, I don't know, 
few couple years now mm-hmm. and I don't really notice anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't know um, if, if it does work, I don't know how long that lasts. And I'd be mm-hmm. curious that is on it's really lasting a long time mm-hmm. um, or how it influences your body over a longer sp- period of time. Mm-hmm. And it still did not change my meter. And mm-hmm. it actually added more levels to my meter because the electric fields from the actual device. Right. <laughs> and I would have dirty electricity in my walls. So I don't really know how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, I do feel like there is some shift in energy with some different, you know, pendants and things like that. But mm-hmm. again, that that for me, um, it hasn't been as tangible of a result as actually going in hardwiring my computer, mm-hmm. turning off my circuit breakers at night so that I'm not exposed to electric fields, mm-hmm. doing different things and, re- you know, removing things in my home and unplugging, um, appliances and electronics when they're not in use. Yeah. Those things have actually created much more of a significant, um, improvement to my health, um, than, than any of these other devices. And I've tried. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. I said, hire somebody to come in and actually get to the root. Yeah. That's going to cost you less yeah. than a somatic or these chips or these pendants yep. or whatever. Yep. Yep. And then once all those are clean and all those are, you know, once you're good mm-hmm. and you're set and you want to introduce some, you know, yeah. uh, you know, EMF shielding and this and that, uh, pendant or whatever, yeah. go ahead and try it. That can be an added supplement if it right. does the energy, but make sure you're putting out that cigarette first before you start cleaning your air. That's- I think, I think that's so good. And I even think about myself, you know, I think what happens is a lot of times we just want that thing that's either, you know, like whether it's a supplement or whether it's the medication or whatever that we just are like, okay, I take that once a day and that's it. And I'm good, you know, versus mm-hmm. like, okay, it's, you have to be a little less lazy by going and shutting everything off every night and unplugging and then plugging it and turning it all back on in the morning, which is not really a big deal. But I think, you know, we're just like, okay, path of least resistance, you know, and it's just, it is funny sometimes because I've fallen into it too. It's like, well, okay, so you'd rather spend maybe several hundred dollars or more on something that is supposed to protect you by like putting out positive ions or whatever they're saying, you know, versus like, just literally like, let me shut it off. And, you know, certainly going back to, like you said, like hardwiring the computer. I know that's a huge thing, just like fully getting the Wi-Fi situation out of your house, you know, but I know a lot of people struggle. I mean, they love their Alexa and all of that, you know, and, and just like, why does every, why does, uh, you know, an oven and a refrigerator all have to have like electronic things to work now, right? Like yeah. <laughs> that we can yeah. like speak to it and it'll do it. You know, now we don't need you can open the refrigerator. It's fine. Yeah. And it allows these manufacturers to collect data on the usage of the yep. product and it's the internet of things. That's yeah. what 5G is. It's connecting all the things. And mm-hmm. I just had a I was just at the ASHRAE conference, which is a refrigeration heating conference. And we talked a lot about building envelopes. And I was seeing, you know, some they're very excited. People are very excited about how yeah. we have these smart features yeah. on, you know, our mini splits and things like that. And I'm just in my head, I'm I'm thinking, you know, there's a pro and a con everything. And they think, you know, people think this is helping, but we just need more data to show that, you know, 
these things add up and do influence our body, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to me too, I mean, I, I get the excitement as a human being, we're always excited when like new frontiers and new things happen, you know, but in reality, so many of these things are making us less mobile too, and less just the everyday things in life that are part of our movement, our daily movement, right? You know, people think oh, I have to go out and do all this exercise. And it's like, yes, I'd love for you to go walk. I'd love for you to go lift weights, but doing things around the house, that's also exercise too. And these products are slowly taking that away while adding the burden, you know, on our systems with, with all the EMF. So yeah, it's just, you know, it's just worth, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I think it's really worth people thinking about it before making those purchases. Yeah. And I think for, I would love to see a push for manufacturers to make options that Mm -hmm. aren't exposing people so much. Like I I got into a philosophical conversation at this conference with somebody who had a VR virtual reality headset Mm -hmm. and was talking about how amazing it was because they're now able to learn Spanish with other people from across the world. And they do this amazing Spanish class and they go into a real store. And when they're telling me this, it was so cool. And I Mm -hmm. was like, I want to try it. Yeah. At the same time, you know, the package, I think it says, you know, children under 13 are not allowed to wear this device. And it's like, well, why? (laughs) Like that just doesn't feel yeah. Because their eyes are still developing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's (laughs) like if that is happening to kids, you know, there's certainly gonna be an impact on an adult body too. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's like, man, if only we could find a way that we could still have this amazing technology and way to do this, but not be exposing ourselves the way that it currently has to be, that would yeah. be great. Yeah. Cause I'm not against that, but sure. I just, I, you know, yeah, but- yeah, yeah. Um, I know it, it is, it, it is hard because like I said, uh, you know, as humans, we'd like to be excited and buy new things, you know, but I agree. And, and, you know, it just like how exciting that was in that moment, if you had that thing, you would probably get bored with it in a few months anyway, right? And so we also have to think about that aspect. And then it's just another thing laying around putting off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go down a real, like, the conversation was the whole dinner. We were like, but what about this? And what about the impact of society? And it was like, okay. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> reel it back in. Yeah. Right. Not so- to get off topic, but yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. EMF- I think we're going to be hearing a lot more about them. And yeah. uh, again, like the best thing about if you are buying a new home or building a new home, there's so many things you can do mm-hmm. so that it's also convenient for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that option as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like that you also brought up the point that it is, it is unfortunate that a lot of these companies are just moving towards like, you have to get smart, whatever it is, you know, that there isn't any other options. And so, yeah. And yeah, always lots of stuff to think about on that level. So tell us a little bit more about when somebody works with you, like what the process is. They, I'm assuming, do you only work with people locally or do you do like virtual stuff with them too? Yeah. So I do yeah. remote and I okay. do local, okay. um, but what, how will we usually start is it will start with a kickoff call, mm-hmm. but before the kickoff call, I'm usually having, um, I get them linked into a client portal and uh, Google Drive where they can import all of the photos of their home, any floor plans they have, any, you know, depending on where they are in the process of inspection reports or just everything that they have in terms of either the home they're building, the home they're renovating, or, you know, the home they're looking at buying. And Mm -hmm. 
So I go through that and I look at everything holistically and I put together a risk assessment of things that mm-hmm. I see that I think can be improved and mm-hmm. who I think could be a great addition to the team. Because the thing is, there's going to be a lot of, if you really want a healthy home, there's usually going to be a lot of different people on the team. Mm-hmm. Because one person should not be doing everything. I will, no. not, I will not claim to be doing everything. Um, yeah. You yeah. want to, you know, you might want a mechanical engineer who has mm. an old um, background, or you know, a building envelope specialist, mm-hmm. so that you can make sure that your building envelope is going to be great. And you really, those two people, it'd be great if they're boots on the ground um, and can actually be going out on site when those things are getting installed, so that you know that things are getting done right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we'll go through, we'll create the risk assessment, and we'll do a kickoff call where we just talk about all the different things that could happen and sort of in the order of importance mm-hmm. um, and kind of gauging where people are at. Um, and it, it's just very different for everybody. And then yeah. from there, it's, you know, conversations with the contractor and everyone else on the team and getting everyone looped in. And I have a conscious construction guide that I have outlined. So for new projects, um, the contractor can read through that or the architect that's working on the project and they can say, okay, these are the things we need to be considering. And then if there's anything that needs to get included into the specifications um, for the building drawings, that can be included in into the language there. Um, nice. And then really it's just a lot of back and forth yeah. and whatever people need. Yeah. Um, there, is, there is sort of a structure. I follow um, the process of design. So industry standard of, you know, your schematic and programming phase, which is where you're really in like a conceptual phase of, mm-hmm. what, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to lay things out in, in 2D, just the floor plan. And then we also go into design development and that's where we're really building things up in 3D and seeing what are the materials going to be, you know, what's on the ceiling, mm-hmm. what's the lighting, what's the plumbing, um, and then construction documents is where we'll detail those things and make sure like, for instance, for a shower, the waterproofing details are getting in there right mm. and cabinetry details are all laid out right. Um, and so it's really, I, I'm working with them along the whole entire process just to make sure that all of these concepts are getting implemented when they need to get implemented. Right. The process right. or the phases of design. I love that because it is so much just thinking about how much you do need a team in this situation, right? Because it's like your contractor is not going to be thinking about all those things that you just talked about, you know, like the the healthy aspects of them, right? So, but it's like, you, yeah, you need all these different people to kind of work together. I'm sure that that's not always fun for you to have to work with some of the other ones, but, but you're going to bat for them, for your client, you know, for getting the healthy stuff in where maybe a contractor or someone else would want to just be like cutting corners and doing the cheapest and most available thing. For the most part, I've gotten so lucky with uh, working with people who have such collaborative teams and it's all about finding a good contractor and someone who's open and curious um, because, you know, if they're on board, they're going to go to bat with you as well. And, you know, they want to make it work. And and if they're about doing new things and learning new ways, then you know, you're golden. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You're like, it's a perfect opportunity. That's so great. Well, thank you for sharing all this amazing information with us today. One thing I thought about that I did want to ask you before you go, because I'm always curious and people ask me, do you have a favorite non-toxic mattress? 
Oh gosh. There's actually a lot of really great okay. options out there. Okay. Um, I, I have a Samina bed that I absolutely okay. love and I basically spent all my money on that bed and, <laughs> and out everywhere else in my house because I wanted that bed. Um, but it, it's a really great, if you, if you have the budget and you want to put all your money in your bedroom, um, which is where I always suggest to put your money, mm-hmm. uh, then that's a great option. Um, you know, avocado makes mm-hmm. a natural latex bed. That's very popular and mm-hmm. people have loved it. I've, I've personally slept on it and loved it. Okay. Um, you know, naturopedic has one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other really good ones. I have, if anyone is out there looking for a bed, I have an entire mattress document that I'd be happy to send. Oh, cool. So just DM me, um, on Instagram at nice. awakening spaces. And I'd be happy to share that with you. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Because I feel like that's a big one. And for those that don't know, um, you know, the mattress can be a big issue, right? Because it has flame retardants in it. It just, there's lots of chemicals that are in our mattresses and you got to think you sleep on that for it, hopefully at least eight hours a night, you know, for how many years. And so, um, it is, I feel like when you have the budget to do it, a, a good thing to invest in a really high quality non-toxic mattress. Yeah, definitely. And your face is this close. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's all been there. And I mean, everything, you know, you're just like, okay, I'm all laying on it. So, so thank you for sharing that. And thank you for a document on that too. That's awesome. I do want to share with um, natural latex mattresses though. You do want to make sure that they're getting ventilation underneath the mattress, really Mm -hmm. any mattress, but with the natural materials too, you want to make sure it's getting nice airflow underneath to keep it dry on both both ends. Cause there have been some people who have said, you know, that they found mold in between the legs of their mattress. And I would just wonder, well, how was it? What was the platform? Yeah. So just really something important to consider when you're thinking. Interesting. Not something I thought about, but I could totally see mold growing underneath the mattress. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Lots of things to think about all the time. (laughs) Well, thanks again for being here with us today and sharing all that amazing information. It was so amazing. Like just I'm blown away and I know there's so much more I could ask you, but we'll stop there for now. And um, so as you mentioned, your Instagram is at Awakening Spaces and then your website is also Awakening Spaces. Yep. Awakeningspaces.com. Okay. Perfect. So people can contact you there. Mm. Uh, All right, you guys, thanks so much for being with here with us this week and I will see you next time.